You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. Thanks for joining me on today's episode where we are talking all about words. Yes, we're using words to talk about words. Let me start by saying your words are powerful. Yes, I am talking to you. This is a phrase we use almost daily in our house. It's a little bit of a habit. I'll admit it's often as a joke. Um, so this Monday, my husband and I are weather permitting going on a hot air balloon ride, which is uh, super exciting. It's our second attempt. The last attempt got washed out completely. Um, and I was looking at the weather forecast this morning. I mentioned that there was still a small possibility of rain for Monday. And my husband said to me, shh, your words are very powerful. Uh, so meaning I might just cause it to rain by talking about it, uh, Thankfully, he doesn't actually believe this. However, there are times when we call each other on words that do make a difference, perhaps bigger than we really think. So as a leader, this is a really important concept to understand and to pay attention to. Today, I'm going to touch on three ways that words can make a difference. These aren't the only ways, but these are the ones we're focusing on today and They are the three-letter words that can shift the meaning of many sentences when we're talking to others, then the words we use when we're talking to ourselves, and finally, the words we don't use. All three of those are very powerful. So let's start with a few three-letter words, and yes, thankfully, not four-letter words, although, of course, those can often be pretty powerful too. However, there are a few three-letter words you can choose to use that will make a subtle or even not-so-subtle difference to how a sentence lands when you're talking to someone. It, it makes a difference to where the conversation might end up, depending on how you use these three-letter words. So I want you to think about these two phrases. Uh, yes, that does mean stop what you're doing and pay attention. <laughs> okay. Um, so first phrase, hey, you did a great job today, but I'd love to see you speak a little slower next time. Okay, got that one. Second phrase. Hey, you did a great job today, and I would love to see you speak a little slower next time. So I don't know if you noticed the subtle shift in words there. It was one word that went from but to and. And I want you to think about how you would feel as each of those phrases were delivered to you. So you did a great job today, but I'd love to see you speak a little slower next time. Or you did a great job today and I would love to see you speak a little slower next time. It is a subtle difference with this one. And yet, if you're like most people that I've tried this with, you will feel it. What happens is that three-letter word, but, it tends to negate everything that was said before it. 
So when we're saying you did a great job today, but we don't sound like we really mean it. We sound like actually, if you speak a little slower, then you might have done a great job today, but you didn't. Whereas when we say the word and, it's inclusive, right? Both parts of the sentence are equally valid. You did a great job today and it'd be great to see you speak a little slower next time. So I've been working on reducing my use of the word but for a while now. Uh, at the beginning, I had a post-it note on my laptop at least, uh, I don't know, a month or two as a reminder because but is such a, a common and often used part of our uh, vernacular for want of a smaller word um, it's we use it so often we just it's on automatic mode right when we say but so I had a prompt to remind me to switch my but to and and now even if I do use it and I still do it's I'm always a work in progress but even if I do use it I tend to hear myself saying it um, it sticks out and so I pretty quickly correct myself when I'm saying it and the more often I correct myself the less often I'm needing to correct myself because my brain is rewiring my my pathways um, and swapping out and for but sometimes I really do mean to negate everything before it so sometimes I am intentionally using but something like if I was saying wow your singing voice is amazing uh, but I suggest you don't give up your day job. Yeah, I kind of didn't mean that first part. All right, there's one other three-letter word I wanted to bring to your attention today, and I just haven't got there yet. Yes, it's the word yet. So I don't know if you've heard of Carol Dweck. Um, I have been following her for a number of years now. She's an American psychologist. She's a professor. And she was the first person who coined the term growth mindset. And it, she, I, I sort of learned about the importance of that word yet from her uh, within the growth mindset space. So if you haven't heard of this phrase, the growth mindset, I will go into this topic more in a future episode because it is a port, an important one as leaders for us to grasp. But basically it's, a belief that we have the ability to better ourselves. So we think we can do better by through effort, um, through learning, through good teaching. Uh, basically, we can grow as people and continue to grow as people. This is as opposed to what she calls the fixed mindset. And a fixed mindset, the belief is basically that you are born as you are born. So your basic uh, abilities, your intelligence, your the, the things you're talented at, they're all fixed. You're born with a certain amount and you get to that point, wherever that is, they decide, and then that's it. You can't grow anymore. Um, so if you can sort of see the difference in approach to life between those, those two mindsets, it's huge. And again, we'll go into that in another episode. But one of the simple exercises, but... And one of the simple exercises to help children and adults change from this fixed mindset to a growth mindset is to add the word yet to a number of sentences. So instead of saying, I don't know how to run a workshop, 
if you change that and add yet to the end, I don't know how to run a workshop yet. Again, if you say those out loud, you will feel the difference the second sentence makes in your body. I feel like you have more anticipation when you say the second sentence, when you add the yet to something that you're saying you can't do, you don't know how to do. When you add that yet, it, it gives this, this physical feeling of anticipation as if by adding yet, you know, your body knows this means it's going to happen one day. So words are pretty powerful, right? Let's move on to the second point. Um, and that is that the words we choose to use on ourselves can make a huge difference to our self-esteem. In fact, basically to every facet of our lives. Uh, my husband, he listens to every episode of my podcast, even though my podcasts are for women. I do have another podcast. I don't know if I've mentioned that yet, but it's um, it's 50 by 50. And that one is aimed at women making the most of life leading up to 50 and beyond. He listens to every episode of that one, every episode of Her Leadership Coach. And yes, he is a keeper. Uh, I'm well aware of that. And no, you cannot borrow him. Sorry. Um, anyway, he does often get a mention in my podcast. Um, and he's a really good sport about it, thankfully. And I do have permission to discuss this one with you today. He has this habit of talking to himself or out loud in a derogatory way. When we first met, it was quite often. Thankfully, uh, both of us have been doing a lot of sort of personal development work over the last couple of years, and it's it's becoming less and less. I think now it's almost um, almost gone. Still there is a, a bit of a habit, though, a bit of an automatic mode. When I say derogatory way, he will use words like idiot or useless. And the thing is, we all tend to do this, right? Uh, myself included. It's just that most of us aren't doing it out loud like my husband does. Our inner voice is so often full of reprimands, full of put downs of ourselves whenever we stuff up or whenever we get something wrong or make a fool of ourselves. We really are our own worst critics. I mean, Imagine if someone else talked to you the way you talk to yourself. Imagine someone else walking up to you and saying, oh, you're such an idiot. How could you do that? What were you thinking? No, you just weren't thinking, were you? I don't know about you, but if someone came up to me, I would not be going out of my way to see that person again. And yet here we are sleeping with ourselves, so to speak. It's not great, is it? And it's not just me saying this. Scientific studies actually have shown that positive and negative words not only affect us on a deep psychological level, but they have a significant impact on how our lives turn out, our whole lives. Uh, there's one study that proved that negative words release stress and anxiety inducing hormones. So yes, a physical reaction to words uh, and that's whether you're saying them to yourself or someone else is saying them to you another study showed that over time given sustained positive thought the 
actual brain starts to change. So builds new neural pathways in a way that changes our thoughts of ourselves, our perception of ourselves and changes our perception of those around us. So if you are constantly having positive thoughts go through your brain about yourself and others, you cannot help but start to see yourself and others in a more positive way. And when we see people in a more positive way, they tend to react to us in a more positive way. And it becomes this positive spiral where they react to us in a positive way, we see them in a more positive way, then they react more positively and we see them more positively. It all starts with the words we're using in our brain at the beginning. So ultimately, this gives us these words, these powerful words, gives us the ability to shape our reality and change our world for the better. So yeah, words are really powerful and you want to choose them wisely. So my challenge, my first challenge for you today is try and catch yourself the next time you're using negative words while talking to yourself, that negative inner voice. Um, Some call it monkey mind. Um, And then make an effort to shift those words. So instead of saying, you idiot, how about something like, I don't know, um, great try, you'll get it next time. Or instead of saying, well, that was useless, how about, uh, yeah, that was interesting. What did I just learn from that? Have a think about if you have your own sort of favorite put down phrase, one that you use all the time, one that you often say to yourself. And then do what I call decide in advance or for short DIA, because we love shortening things in Australia. Decide in advance and write down exactly what you're going to swap that phrase to the next time you hear yourself saying it. So if a common phrase that you use with yourself is you are an idiot, make a decision now as to what words you are going to swap those around with. If it's, you know, great try, you'll get it next time. Fantastic. But come up with words that still sound like you, right? So I want you to come up with your own phrase. Write it down. Decide in advance that you are going to use that phrase instead. And you may still use the negative phrase, catch yourself and swap it out. And over time, that is going to build those neural pathways. And you will find that you stop using the old phrase and start using the new phrase. Doing that decide in advance, it makes things a lot easier than floundering around in the moment. You're less likely to do it if you've got to come up with something spur of the moment. Okay, the last point we're going to talk about today is the words we don't use. Because these two can be really powerful, right? So think about the times when you have been passionate about something, yet you haven't spoken up. Think about the times you've had a question to ask, maybe in a meeting, maybe of a partner, and you haven't asked it. Think about the times you felt really deep emotions, positive or negative, yet you haven't expressed them. It's, it's 
really when we just don't address the elephant in the room, right? Something something big is there and we turn around, turn our backs on it, pretend nothing's going on. Nothing to see here. We've got nothing to say. They're all examples of simple words that we aren't speaking up about. And all of these examples come from a place of fear, right? If you think about it, you know that's true. So my second challenge for you today, what are the words you're not speaking right now? Yes, it's probably those ones, the ones that just popped into your head. And I want you to spend some time thinking about what it is you're scared will happen if you say those words out loud. Now, this isn't going to necessarily have a quick response. It might. You might already know the answer to this. However, I invite you to take a moment to sit with that question, maybe even write it down and journal about it for a while, which basically means just write whatever comes out of your mind, out of your brain. What is it you're scared about happening if you say the words you're holding back right now, if you say those words out loud? When you've had time to journal and you're clear on what that fear is and where it's coming from, the next part I want you to think about is how would the best leader version of me This is the future me who is confident and certain of herself. How would that version of me, and when I say me, I'm talking about you, find a way to speak those words? So again, how would the best leader version of me find a way to speak those words? Yeah, some deep thinking in there, but... Ooh, some deep thinking in there and I believe in you. You can do this. Okay, lovely listener, if you've got through to the end with me today, know that I appreciate you. If you've got something out of today's episode, I would love for you to share this with a friend who you know would make a great leader. If you have a couple of minutes to rate and review the podcast, I would really love that as it helps others find the show and get some deep thinking done as well. And if you want to carry on the conversation, be part of the conversation, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. You will find the link in the show notes uh, as well as my email address if you have anything that you would like to share with me about your deep thinking. I am always open to having a chat. Until next week, lead the way, her way.